following program may contain forced language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Tsunami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... Paul Muscrillo, the founder of TsunamiFaithful.com. And... V-Lord GDZ. And featuring... CJ Maffers, back from the dead again. And from hatching Pokemon. So, I'm here oh, for a Jesus podcast. Christ. Well, it's you been a while. It has You been. and Pokemon. Hey, the grind never ends, buddy. The grind never ends. The birds are chirping. It's a beautiful day for a podcast, and we have a motorcycle. <laughs> Motorcycles. <laughs> you can turn the fan off, but you can't turn off the noises. Yep. But hey, this is a rare Monday that I am off that I can uh, join you guys on recording. Talk some Batman. Talk some news. Talk to Nami. Hey there. Yeah. Lots of stuff to talk about. There is. Aren't you excited, actually, Sketch? Isn't it's like, fun when there's actually, like, a, a bit of stuff to talk about, like, a nice little chunk of things? Yes. Yes, it is. It definitely is. And then I'm like, oh, geez, who am I going to have on this podcast? I mean, well, lots of people want to talk about this stuff. <laughs> and then no one showed up, so we had to start grasping at straws. <laughs> so we got V-Lord, because he's yeah. always available. That's not that's not true, but he just happened. We just happen to be lucky, and V Lord is a wonderful, wonderful person to have on the podcast. Why? Thank you. I'm actually a very busy person, yeah. but usually not at night. Nighttime is where I flourish. <laughs> he's like he's like Batman. He, yeah, exactly. he mainly that's operates between the hours of midnight and four a.m. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's literally what I do. I go to sleep at four a.m. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. See, I would do that, but far too many times I need to wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that, that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> and yeah, when your I... body likes going to fall asleep at around 1 a.m. and you're expected to wake up at 4 a.m. every now and then, uh, it's not a good thing. <laughs> sure it is. It's very bad. Yeah. It's very not, very not good. Very All not right. good. Okay. So... First thing uh, regarding news that I don't think we need to talk a whole lot about, but it's very exciting for uh, Toonami's international presence, is uh, for the first time in, I want to say about 13 years, Latin America will have their own Toonami block, and it will be uh, powered by Crunchyroll. Ooh, the role that is crunchy. Synergy, ooh. Wouldn't it be oh nice my. if we saw that, like, I don't know, more often? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Wink, I mean, wink, notch, notch. We've seen a decent amount of corporate synergy with Toonami lately. Right, but you, you get <laughs> kind of what I'm, what I'm angling <laughs> at. Like, and, and I remember asking someone to write about this a while ago, and, like, it never came to fruition, but that's neither here nor there. But, like, where has the synergy been? Because, like... It's like long stretches of just nothing, really. And then, like, 
these promises of stuff in the future, right? Obviously, we can't, you know, fault too much because of COVID and whatnot, but, like, I don't know. I'm just kind of confused with, like, I thought that they were kind of working together, especially here in the U.S., and it hasn't really looked at like that as I mean, they're definitely as working together on like co-productions but i guess like regular day-to-day show acquisitions is uh less telling yeah like i better see some jujitsu kaisen hype on toonami with crunchyroll getting that mm-hmm. wink, wink, nudge nudge you know please what I'm i need it's it. a weekly shonen jump thing i mean come on now they're going back in the well with their latest acquisition i mean what's stopping you for a new one right right wink wink nudge but this is really cool that <sighs> Uh, Latin America will once again have a block with Toonami, and like, and it is pretty cool that you know, it's, you know, a Crunchyroll like partnership kind of thing making it work together, and it's a very interesting, you know, little hour that they're getting uh, every day or every weekday, I should say. But, yeah, uh, everyone. It's good. It's good. It. it I, I'm like, everyone here on this podcast and everyone who works at Toonami Faithful will obviously be happy with the Toonami brand branching out to other places and returning. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And no surprise, headlined by Dragon Ball Super, because of Wait course. Wait a minute. I thought anime fans hated Dragon Ball. You included you Sketch. You, you included you... Sketch. What is going on here? Don't you remember in Latin America, that's where they had that unauthorized showing oh, of Dragon Ball Super's <laughs> last two episodes? Yep. At like a huge arena. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I just like being cheeky. So this isn't even the premiere of Dragon Ball Super for Latin America, but I mean it's Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> Dragon <laughs> Ball makes the world go around. Yeah. Jesus. And America runs on Dragon Ball Super, don't you forget it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn straight. Including Latin America, apparently. Hell yeah. That's all that's all part of it. But it is very interesting to see that while they are running Dragon Ball Super the other time slot of that one hour will consistently be filled with different shows provided by Crunchyroll. First of which is Mob Psycho 100. And uh, I think I would bet money they're going to get Mob Psycho Season 2 before we do. <laughs> I was thinking Probably. that too. Yep. I mean, oh. it's not guaranteed they'll roll right into it, but... Oh, I love the salt. I love the salt that'll come from that. Because I'll be honest, like as much as I would love the second season to be on, it doesn't bug me whatsoever. I have it myself because it's a fucking awesome show. It's a banger. So like, bugs me because I've been waiting. Hey, there's ways to watch it. You're just choosing to torture yourself. I am. I am choosing because if I don't choose to do that, I have nothing to watch on Tsunami. That's well accurate, but still, it's entirely accurate. But I mean, like, I don't like for me at least. I feel like Toonami's evolved to a point where it doesn't necessarily need all these like you know simulcast bangers like they used to. I kind of, I would think that the community is just as fun, like being able to rewatch something that you really like, compared to just always seeing like the latest hits of something. I don't know. I, I think it needs. A, I think it needs a mixture of both. I think. All, nothing but you know classics that people have already seen doesn't do well and i think that you know having nothing but fresh new hits kind of loses sight of what toonami actually is but you know that's yeah. just, that's just me. Well, uh, have a mixture yeah but yeah well, i'm just i'm just reveling in the salt if they get season two <laughs> I, I mean I'm, oh man and they're gonna get konosuba before us <laughs> <laughs> and 
And, you know, keep in mind, too, that this is probably an experiment as well. So, I mean... Oh, absolutely. But this isn't actually Crunchyroll's first attempt at airing on broadcast in uh, parts of Latin America. Over in Brazil, they've had... They had an hour-long Saturday block, which expanded to basically every day of the week. So it must have been successful. One would so, hope. Yeah. But this is interesting to see this corporate synergy going on over there, where I would also feel it's highly likely that there's a lot less complication with rights issues in that region as opposed to in the U.S., where there's a few more hands in the cookie jar here and there. Stay away from my like, cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it's, like, Crunchyroll already has, like, a pretty good coverage of Latin America, just in terms of streaming. So, like, yeah, being able to air stuff there probably isn't as difficult as, say, the U.S., where, like, we have way too many overlapping rights. Mm. It's a, it's yeah. a real mess. I mean, I mean, keep in keep in mind too that they may be doing this so that way they can see, hey, if we are keeping Crunchyroll, is this going to be, you know, something we can do maybe in the United States or another country or something like that? So I hope they do it in Canada. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for they, Canada. That oh, would make for sense. Canada. Yeah, they've been begging for a while. Tsunami yeah. in North America is like my home. Me and my homies hate Canada. I mean, keep in mind. <laughs> keep in mind the only other tsunami that's really out there is tsunami France, and that is not your normal tsunami. Holy shit! No, I kind of want to go to France to when COVID's done to kind of see it because like they really <laughs> evolved that thing into its own, and I'm, I'm just, I couldn't be happier about it. I mean, what, like... Enter, um... Tsunami France, where Adult Swim's a block on Tsunami. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I would, I, I really do want to see that. I really do. And they play wrestling. Oh, do they yeah. really? They do. Yeah. A, a, or AEW is on there, so... That's pretty cool. I like, I really do like that. Let's let's go to France. Let's do it for uh editorial thing. Paul, that really Paul, reminds Paul's me Paul's paying of... for it. CNX <laughs> You're the UK. boss. That's what happens. Screw that. Right. So hopefully this is only the beginning of wonderful partnerships with Crunchyroll and Adult Swim and Toonami and Cartoon Network in other parts of the countries. And uh, who knows? It could lead to something in the U.S. <laughs> they could certainly use more content <laughs> nah, as fine. times are... Uh, as they are. I but, mean, uh, after all, on that regard, as I say, sketch, they did some get some news. They did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, uh, out of nowhere announced that assassination classroom will be joining Toonami on the, uh, last, uh, Saturday of August. Mm -hmm. This upcoming Saturday, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, Jeez, I thought it was last. I'm, I thought we were still in last week. My bad. <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> the second night of DC has already aired. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so it's no, coming, this is coming this weekend. This is interesting, I think, because it's almost what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, and don't get this the wrong way, assassination, assassination classroom fans. I, I do like the series, but this is almost like a Tokyo Ghoul type of move, right? Where the show was immensely hyped up when it was originally airing. 
And mm. all of a sudden, you know, as we're what five years later, it's like, yo, Weekly Shonen Jump series. Let's get it. In. Let's get it in. So it's like it's almost kind of like the same thing. Although I will say this is going to be a much better reception, I would think, than Tokyo. It's just more like the Food Wars situation to me. Though Food Wars has a continuation, and this is a done deal. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, this was something I felt that they should have picked up when it was like pretty newish. But I mean, Assassination Classroom is still a very good show, and like it's a meaty like forty like seven something episodes, so mm-hmm. it's a good choice. Last a year, and uh, as we were mentioning earlier, sometimes it's really fun to rewatch a show with the tsunami audience and i think assassination classroom is a great show for that i, I think people are going to cry too much they're not ready uh yeah they're like Especially oh boy it's again. gonna be a fun funny show <laughs> yeah it is and, and then you're gonna cry yourself to sleep i will say this too i'm wondering how the age is gonna go like i'm not sure if it actually aged all as well as i'd like to remember especially mm-hmm. when a certain uh teacher shows up later if you kind of catch my drift, I'm kind of curious the reception on her. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I get it was a gag, and I get it's, like, not necessarily as, like, harmful as you'd think, but then on the not other hand... supposed to be disrespectful, but... You know... It, it sounds different in English. Right, you know, and, like, I'm curious how that, uh, how that will go. Uh, overall i do think the series is good i remember assassination classroom the manga being one of the big reasons why i started getting into manga because it was like the simul dub of the first season for funimation was coming out and i'm like the heck is this i thought it would be like everyone is a serious assassin and you know koro sensei is uh this unkillable thing and it turns out the that would be john wick yeah like everyone's like trying to kill this mark and like they can't seem to do it and then all of a sudden you see how uh, it's really just a class of misfits uh, and they're tasked with this super secret government ta- uh, assignment, pretty much. And it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting, especially the commentary that this uh, has on the school structure or the education structure in Japan. You know, if you're not smart, you're considered worthless and how teachers who teach classes <laughs> Of, of you know the dumb kids pretty much is like they're also like worthless and the commentary on that i think is very interesting and i do, I do think it isn't just uh you know only in japan where we have stuff like that like i you see that in every country really so it's just i know that um i know that japan it's a lot more hypersensitive when it comes to things like that there's been a ton a ton of cases of like kids who didn't meet the expectations that were put upon not only the society but their families and you know other kind of drastic measures were taken so i i do like that uh i think some people are going to get annoyed with the commentary a little bit i do think Mm -hmm. nagisa talks a little too much there's a specific uh scene in the first season where i think he talks entirely too much and it would have been a lot better if they just let things play out with no dialogue whatsoever and really add that uh, impact when it comes no, to... No, I just thinks he's Batman. No, oh, <laughs> shut up, no. 
but it's just you know there's there's some things not that, at all not even a little no, bit there's some things <laughs> that work with assassination classroom like i think it falls more along the lines of black clover with how they utilize every student in their class unlike with my hero academia where a lot of the other classmates kind of seem as props more so for izuku bakugo and todoroki and unlike that where you have in Black Clover, where it seems like every every you know Black Bull gets their own like arc, right? Like at first you were kind of like wondering, oh, when's you know Luck gonna be doing something? Then you have the dungeon arc, and Luck is you know we get to learn his backstory, and it's really cool. Oh, you know, is Vanessa just there for you know male gaze? And then it's like, oh wait, you kind of understand her character, and you get to see her in the witch's you know village arc. So I do think, I do think, uh, assassination classroom falls more onto that you know, side of things, because, uh, and it's been a while since I've seen it, but I do, re- if I recall correctly, I do believe, you know, a lot of the students have their moment to shine, and not just once, but, like, a few times, multiple times, because that's the thing. Everyone in that class brings such a unique uh, aspect to the dynamic to be able to, you know, to ultimately accomplish their goal in killing Koro Sensei. So it... I, I do think people will appreciate that, especially considering how, you know, I don't, it's, I mean, I guess diverse is a good idea because you have a diff- different people from different backgrounds, but I also feel like that might not be the best word either because they all sort of look the same in a sense. But I do, I do think people will appreciate that. You will, there will be a favorite character. Every, every student will be a favorite character. I know people are going to love karma. I know I do. Karma. Oh yeah. yeah karma is great. <laughs> I, I love karma. I know people are going to like, uh nagisa obviously you know being the lead i know people are gonna like kuro sensei <laughs> you know i mean that that's just how these things go but like i said i'm not i'm curious how the age you know with how uh things are right now is gonna work with assassination classroom obviously and i do wonder if it really was as memorable as i recall because i mean don't forget i reviewed the series like i can go back and how i felt when i watched it back then I just know that in season two, there were some things that were kind of sped up a little too fast in that. And yeah, I feel really... like season two, especially like, cause they had to basically adapt the rest of the manga in that season. They cut out like a few things, and not only which kind of made out. it definitely feel like it's like sprinting towards the end. Yeah, it's just But they're... I do like that the series really does try to kind of, emphasize like that kind of education commentary and also like you said like every character gets like a chance to shine there's mm-hmm. no really like superfluous like cast member no. um and yeah it, it definitely feels kind of like a modern a uh, great teacher onizuka in a way yes 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 that is exactly what i was thinking of when i was watching it but no what i'm saying there was a there was a massive you know conflict within season two where and i'm not obviously i'm not going to spoil it too much but it was something that the students had to realize, like, and they didn't quite because they're obviously misfits. And it was in the manga, it, it was, they really focused on that because I thought it was a very beautiful, you know, poetry of like, you know, what happens when the underdogs aren't the underdogs anymore. But the anime really sped through that. And I thought it was a lesson that I think is super important now. But uh, like I said, like, I'm, I'm very curious, you know, I can I can go back to like my reviews of season two that are on Toonami Faithful to kind of refresh myself of how I felt because I know season two kind of dipped a little bit to me you know compared to and I'm you're talking to a manga reader so like it's it's one of those rare times where it's like yeah I actually did read the manga and uh, yes. well I mean I, I prefer to you know 
ingest my media through anime but no i, th I thought it was really good and honestly you guys are going to be in for such a treat for sunny straight as kuro sensei he does it so oh, well absolutely there's only one critique that i have i didn't think he was angry enough in certain scenes i really did uh, yeah yeah <laughs> you know and that's not necessarily say like oh bad you know things like that but when you see kuro sensei's face and then you hear the voice i'm like that's not even close to the kind of anger you, i would Ex expect to hear from that voice and you know who knows i mean there could be a direction where it's like oh you could be mad but not this but you know like i don't know it's it's really not that big of a deal that's just one little thing that i noticed uh if you get mad i don't know yell at me i, I don't i don't really know that's just that's just that's just from when i watched you know what i mean like it's not much i can do with that but uh it's exciting it's it's really exciting uh it's definitely not your prototypical kind of tsunami show because there's a lot more downtime than actual action and there's more talking within the action but uh i i i do i do think it'll be an interesting show i i i'm not sure how people will react to it on tsunami i from what i noticed on social media a lot of people are like man i was watching you know that i stopped now i have a reason to watch again that's kind of good i kind of like that response to be quite honest because it's like unlike you know the sketch was like oh there's nothing for me to watch if you know that happens and things like that it's like at least we have you know a nice little dedicated audience where oh you know i caught some of it but i didn't finish it i kind of want to finish it since a lot of people really like it i mean i've seen so many people like this dub is like top tier it's top five you know it's like it's awesome so i'm really glad toonami was able to you know get something well you know albeit it being as you know old as it is compared to like you know jojo stardust crusaders my hero academia black clover yada yada uh and weekly shonen jump huh five just, years old at this point just just keeps coming right like are we gonna are we gonna get the we never learn anime on tsunami you're gonna get nisekoi if they dub that on tsunami like what's going on like they keep... we never learn for tsunami yeah and I... if we're gonna get anything at this point we should just get IQ. let me say I, let I me think tell that's you overdue we never learn is actually good like i can't oh, yeah, of course i can't is. say anything about nisekori i didn't read it or nor watch it i know that kind of really hyped up the waifu war thing that's why we have rem versus amelia really i think nisekoi kind of uh really paved the way for those kind of things and i just i just don't know but we never learned is actually really really good so yeah, get it, that on it's tonight. like assassination classroom where it has like really good commentary on like the Japanese education system and also just like pursuing like your like aspirations. Yeah. So it's rom-com with actual nuance yes. and substance. It's not the best rom-com. We all know that snafu, but it means weekly shonen jump. So get it on Toonami, right? And yes, Haikyuu <laughs> can be on. I also just want to say no, just to troll V Lord and Meowth. I think it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be sad if it doesn't show up but i think it would be like an interesting choice oh i would like it oh god v lord you know how hyped do you know how long i waited for season three dubbed oh like, yeah you know, i, I, I was... do because you kept mentioning it i know so like i love it i just like trolling v lord and meowth with that it's like no never go on my block my anime obviously block the shonen the jump show they need to get is to larue yes <laughs> oh no we had tenchi muyo god damn it we could do this too yeah, and that was on Kids Tsunami. Exactly. There's actually they could definitely get away with this. It's actually a, there was a really good article about the Tsunami dub of it on a, a publication that I know from my time at Anime Boston, the Anime Herald. That's really cool. You should check it out. Definitely, I retweeted on my Twitter page. It was it was really interesting. I liked it. Uh, but yeah, no Assassination Classroom. 
stonks up. I'm I'm all I'm all for it. You know, I really like. You know, what's underrated by it too that I think a lot of uh, Toonami fans who haven't really paid attention to it would like. It has a great OST. Its music is oh, really yes. good, especially I forget what it's called, but the one with the trumpets. Oh, it gets me hyped mm-hmm. up every time. It's really really good. So it, it has what you want. It has a little bit of action. It has some uh, an interesting commentary about education, which I think a lot of Toonami fans could relate to. You know, I know I could, and I haven't been in school for almost 10 years now. Um, I think it offers some interesting action. I think a little too much uh, dialogue, personally. But that doesn't necessarily hurt a show if it's on Toonami and does that. But that's at least, you know, from what I recall from seeing it. I, I might Maybe I'll rewatch it at home again to kind of gain back the memory of when I was watching it, you know. It was, it was good. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that it uh, that it actually adapted the entire manga, you know. Like yeah. it's a complete. I think story. that's also kind of the bright side of it airing like so late to when it like initially aired is that like even for people like myself and like UCJ like it gives us an opportunity to rewatch it and reexperience it because like mm-hmm. I know even for me like a lot of it's kind of fuzzy in my head now. Oh yeah, I barely remember any of it. Do you do you at least remember the most important arc from that from from Assassination Classroom? I mean, there I, were I don't several. know what you define as the most important arc. Civil War, baby. Oh, uh, that one. <laughs> yeah. It came, what's funny is that it was the anime part of it like came out when Avengers was getting like big. So I'm like, hell yeah. The real Civil War. <laughs> nice little coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And arc. I have to say this. If, uh, if you're a Toonami oldie and you rem- fondly remember the days when Tom one would tell you about the facts of life. You get all that and more through Koro Sensei. It's like mm-hmm. Tom one's back here to share his wisdom with a whole new generation. It's great. In fact, in my head canon, Koro Sensei is just Tom Truder mutated. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true, but I'm, it, it, it is in my mind. Clearly, we need like a Tom uh, reskin where he's Koro Sensei. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So uh, we didn't actually mention it will be airing at one a.m., which means good news for JoJo Bros. JoJo's still at twelve thirty, and Fire Force reruns will be scooting back to after Black Clover at two a.m. Yeah. Otherwise, same schedule. Starting with Dragon Ball Super. Oh, Nothing can, of value was lost. I can sense the anger in Sketch's voice. <laughs> and he's, you know what he's going to say? I'm not mad, just disappointed. This is true. This is absolutely true. <laughs> I know, so, I know the Sketch afterwards. meta. So there's uh, actually a tiny bit of additional Toonami programming-related news, not necessarily to anything going on with Toonami right now, but... Uh, Toonami Oldie Thundercats has been added to Hulu, both the original and the 2011 series, so good time to uh, go rewatch that if you wanted to. You might have time on your hands. I mean, the original Thundercats is like 145 episodes, something like that. It's more than 100. I know it's more than 100. Don't worry, I'll And I want to talk almost nothing about this, but I feel like since it was on Toonami. So they're making a live action Powerpuff Girls. Hey, 
That's where I'm getting my big break. I do not want you to slander my time in the sun. It's uh, it's set in their 20s when they're resentful for giving up their childhoods to being superheroes and they need to come back together when the world needs them the most. So it's another edgy CW show. Yes, from Greg Berlatini. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with both of you. If they asked me to freelance for camera work for them, I would so sign up for it. I mean, why wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not faulting anybody for working on this thing, except maybe the writers. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Hopefully, they can come up with something. I mean, the the pitch doesn't sound like it will necessarily be awful. I think that's an interesting thing that they could explore. But why would anybody want that in live action? Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's just going to turn out like Riverdale and just like not be good. (laughs) Basically, like there there are parodies of Powerpuff Girls that are exactly this, more or less. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sketch. Think of the money. Yeah, think think of the money. (laughs) This just seems like such a creatively bankrupt idea. (laughs) Oh, well. I mean, what are you going to do, right? Something that's popular in cartoons in the 90s and 2000s, they're going to do live-action reboots. We have to accept it. This is just life now. No one can think of an original idea. Look at Overwatch. It's a rip-off of TF2. Nothing is original nor sacred in this world anymore. Well, yeah. Basically, like I'm a Pokemon fan and a Digimon fan, but come on, like it's the same thing. <laughs> and they decided to reboot Digimon with the original cast. Hell yeah! But what I'm saying is more than once. Like, it's just one of those things where, you know, things are just going to be rehashed and they're going to go in directions that we probably think could have been like not the most ideal. So I just kind of, you know, it's whatever. Hey, if I'm involved with the Powerpuff Girls thing, I would be like, hell yeah, dude. Especially with its, you know, the legacy of the show itself. And, you know, it's been on Tsunami. So, like, fuck yeah, dude. And there you go. So, yeah. But yeah, I guess that classroom. <laughs> Batman. Yeah. So, I want to say this, uh, at least for full disclosure... I had to work the week the weekend before this current one that we're going to be talking about. So I did not see part one, which has also made it easier for me to fall asleep for part two uh, at the 145. But I will say this. The one thing that I did enjoy, at least from the second movie, uh, whatever it was, whatever, whatever it was called. I love seeing another Batman versus Superman promo. It made me think of the old Toonami days with Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series. I was like, that's so fucking dope. I loved it. Made a whole event out of that. Yeah. I remember, too. Like, oh, I loved it. It was such a nostalgia, you know, a wave of nostalgia took over me when I saw that. It was it was absolutely, absolutely 100% awesome. And I want more. Give me more. Give me more. But, well, I guess we'll kind of go out of sequence in and start talking about the Dark Knight Returns Part Two. Yeah, I probably yes. would prefer that because I can't, yes. I can't say anything because I didn't see Part One and I fell asleep at Part Two. Like, I'm sorry, 
I go worked to too room. hard. It was one forty-five in the morning. I don't care. Go to your room. Papa CJ needed some nap time. <laughs> oh, I will say, Papa after CJ watching both Batman time. movies this week, I was like, okay, it's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am Batmaned out. Oh, <laughs> I. It, it's. This is probably both weekends were the first time that I've watched Toonami through the whole time. So. In a while. No, in a while. In a long while. So. Uh, me too. But, you know. Yes, we, we mentioned that on the previous podcast, Centric on Batman Films. Hey, so, but you, you, you do it for special occasions, so what can I say? Yeah, uh, I think it's it's fun to do on occasions. If you're doing it every week without fail, it just gets to be a chore. Especially if almost <laughs> everything is... Uh, a rerun? I don't. <laughs> Are you kidding? I usually don't get home in time for the start of Toonami. So, in that regard, I'm glad Assassination Classroom isn't airing earlier than 1am. Because I want to rewatch it. So, I like to be part of that experience. But yeah, The Dark Knight Returns Part 2. What a story. What a story. It's uh, multi-layered in that there are several major events that occur and I haven't read the graphic novels so I can't say how well this is paced but I think for what it is it turned out pretty well yeah I mean I I found it interesting that basically Batman just I mean, obviously, if you haven't seen it, spoilers, but, um, you know, first of all, I find it interesting going back to like kind of part one where, you know, Batman had been out of this originally for 10 years and now he's back because he's like, I, I can't stand this shit anymore. I got to do something about this. Um, so it, it was interesting to kind of see that kind of side because we've seen like, for example, obviously, you know, in the new 52, they have Damian Wayne, his son. And, you know, you kind of, you get obviously, you know, somebody that can take over once Batman's old. And obviously we've all seen Batman beyond. So we, we have that version too. So it's kind of interesting to see like it go into a different direction um, especially with how part two ends because you're kind of sitting there going, Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't expect that, but okay. I guess we can <laughs> do it that way. Um, Batman fakes his own death <laughs> and then starts his own gang. Yeah. 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 Didn't there see are apparently that. Comic stories that follow after this point. I haven't read them. You I know, don't know what direction it goes in, but it's an I, interesting thing to happen, at the least. I, I found it really interesting, like, especially this time, like, what's going on right now in our world, where, like, Batman pretty much is, like, you know, all these cities are in chaos, but the only city that's not in chaos is Gotham City, because Batman's got it on lockdown, and... Now, all of a sudden, because he has it on lockdown and the city's fine and everything's good, the, the, the U.S. government's like, mm, no, we don't like that. 
<laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay. So he 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 has a city on lockdown, and he's not doing anything else. But you're gonna kill. You're gonna send Superman to kill him, basically. That makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, he he flat out says the reason why they want me dead is because I'm an embarrassment to them. Exactly. And like, and it, oh, oh boy, this is mm, very politically charged. <laughs> and and I, and I find it funny that it went it went from like. Um, Batman's causing all this problem in the city to actually cleaning up the city and making it a normal city to live in while the rest of the, the major cities in the United States are in chaos. And it's like, this doesn't seem right, but okay. <laughs> like this is, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it, I found it interesting too. They didn't really go into too much detail, but I, I don't know if you, if you notice this too, like the Justice League doesn't have anything to do with it, basically doesn't have anything in this universe because no, they're broken up. Yeah, and they they were sent off planet basically. So it's like, okay, maybe you shouldn't have sent the Justice League away. Like maybe you should have kept them around so that way they could help with this. You know, yeah, I, I just and and Green Arrow. You, instead, you just got Superman doing. The U.S. government's dirty work. Yeah, basically. And then Fighting you got, their like, wars for them. And then you got like Green Arrow, like with just one arm, basically running running away from the government. <laughs> it is implied that Superman ripped off his arm. I really hope that wasn't what happened. I, at the very least, he lost his arm in some con confrontation with Superman. Maybe he didn't directly rip it off, but. I mean, if you're Superman, you're thinking, how can I disable Green Arrow for a time? Well, get rid of his arm. Probably would do it. <laughs> oh, I don't like your arm. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, man, Superman is super ridiculous in this movie, especially when he's having that casual chat with Bruce at, at Bruce's lawn and Bruce is playing with the, with the dog and... Superman's got a freaking bald eagle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. America. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's, eh, it's really silly when it wants to be. I mean, that, that definitely took, that definitely took Batman in a new direction. Like you, you don't really expect Batman to be like this. You know what I mean? So, no. and no. I was, I, I actually, I, I really enjoyed it. I can see why people were attracted to this film, and it's it was a really good film. Yeah. So. But we gotta talk about Joker, because what Joker did in this movie fairly reminiscent to what he did in Joker the movie. He gets on a talk show, which is hosted by uh, Conan O'Brien, basically. <laughs> It is Conan and Andy as uh, the voices of those two characters, but it's actually in the comic. At least it was supposed to be based on David Letterman. Mm. But uh, I guess that that uh, minor change was, I mean, they could have gotten Letterman. I know Conan's on their payroll, but they could have gotten Letterman. But I digress. He goes on the show and the doctor's all like, oh, he didn't do those things. And Joker's like, I'm so sick of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just 
waiting for his moment and is like, do you guys get to keep these mugs? Oh, we got tons of those. Oh, okay, as long as you're not going to miss it. Breaks Boom. it, stabs, stabs his psychiatrist. I was like, yeah, that's... He doesn't want the psychiatrist to give Batman credit for who Joker is. <laughs> no, 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 no. So the police do a wonderful job of keeping Batman from saving all of the people in that TV studio. Good job. Good job, everybody. <laughs> and then Batman and Joker have a uh, tussle over at an amusement park where Joker proceeds to kill more people. And Batman is at his breaking point, and he and Joker have their final fight in which... Batman practically kills Joker, and then Joker just finishes himself off by breaking his own neck. Very graphic. I mean, the yes. guy took a battering to the eye. And it's very adult. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, also, yes. the innuendo of everything Joker is saying. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't fall asleep before we're finished. Oh, you have gotten old. <laughs> Joker's mm -hmm. looking really thirsty in this film. He's ex extremely thirsty, and uh, Michael Emerson does a marvelous performance. All of those lines are just so, so well, so well done. I just, beautiful. <laughs> Such a thirsty, creepy, marvelously wonderful Joker. And then he dies, and Batman's pinned down by the police who have shown up only to notice that Joker is dead, and they assume Batman did it. He kind of did. And Batman, eh, I don't really like this, but he pulls out a gun that he got some way along the way, and he uses it as a way to escape. But he's like having his inner monologue, like, ugh, that was a terrible shot. Ugh, I'm no good with this. And he looks over at Joker's flaming corpse. He's like, stop laughing. <laughs> like, I just, oh, Batman. Chill I just out, find man. it. I, I find it interesting that he set him on fire in the first place. So that way they wouldn't like. I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't understand why he set I him on fire. I, I don't think Batman set him on fire. I think Joker set himself. On no, fire. no. He said he set himself on fire. Oh. Well, then maybe so. I, <laughs> I mean, Batman spit on his face, and that just leaves DNA evidence. <laughs> Nothing he didn't already leave plenty of DNA evidence. Speaking of ridiculous things in this uh, movie, uh, mind control lipstick. <laughs> you learned that one from Poison Ivy? <laughs> I think so. And <laughs> uh, Carrie Kelly is a good Robin, but... She's uh, got to be careful about the collateral damage and letting the bad guy go splat. Ooh. <laughs> this is a very violent movie. <laughs> very, very violent. And as far as I can tell, there were no edits. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Uh, Pretty good adaptation of an interesting story. And the final battle between Batman and Superman was very good. I mean, you see Batman just pull out all the stops. 
I mean, he kind of has to. <laughs> but lots of great moments, like Batman rallying the punks and stuff like that. <laughs> As an aside, Jim Gordon walking around with groceries. Some guy tries to grab him in a pan. He's like, no, you don't try to steal Jim Gordon's groceries. <laughs> but... I think there actually was a point where he must have put those groceries down and didn't retrieve them because I'm pretty sure he didn't have them at the end. Eh. It was definitely a dark story. Uh, I don't like that Alfred dies from a stroke at the end when he uh, destroys the, the Wayne Manor. But Frank Miller was going yeah. for dark. I didn't understand that either, especially when Batman didn't kill himself. Like, I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, Alfred's old. It does seem unnecessary, however. It is. It seems unnecessary. It's Frank Miller being Frank Miller. Yeah. Yeah. At least he didn't paint anyone gold like he does in that one Batman comic. True, true. And yeah, Green Arrow, <laughs> grizzled, bearded, <laughs> broke out of jail. <laughs> Interesting. Still a very good shot, despite not having an arm. I was surprised he didn't have some kind of robot arm. But he's just that good. <clears throat> but that last moment where Batman is telling Superman, I just want you to remember that somebody could have killed you. <laughs> Always remember the man who beat you. <laughs> Poignant moments. And it felt very deserved because I, I can't imagine anybody liking Superman in this movie. <laughs> He's just not great. Kind of a total ass. <laughs> kind of totally. Oh, also, Batman disguises himself a lot. <laughs> Sometimes oh, I, old women. <laughs> I, yeah, I like the I like that in the um, in the liquor store. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bruno. <laughs> I love how he's like, I love how he's like, use that and I'll come back for you next. <laughs> he, he is real anti-gun in this movie. <laughs> These are clumsy and loud. <laughs> we will use sharp objects to stab things. <laughs> but for now, use your fists and your wits. He made good on saying he would train them. He, he made good on that. Eh. Yeah, now I'm kind of curious where that story goes, because it goes places. It definitely goes places. But I think the far more interesting Batman feature that evening had to be the Gotham Knight anthology of short films by various anime studios. Well, it's always good when, uh, you know, Kevin Conroy is the voice. Yeah. 
Kevin Conroy in every kind of Batman. <laughs> Certainly interesting. Wait, that's my cue. I watched that. <laughs> oh, good. I did. I did. Yeah, it was it was good. And since you were talking about voices, you want to know what got my attention when it comes to the voices of that anthology little thing we had going? Do you want to know? Do you actually want to know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was waiting for at least someone to say yeah. So that's no, I don't want to know. Shut up. Well, goodbye. I'm going to hatch more eggs. See you around, suckers. Shiny eggs are calling my name. Uh. In any case, in any case. So as I was, you know, falling asleep in and out at around 135, 145-ish, I literally said out loud, why the hell is Ducky in this? And lo and behold, the voice of Alfred is David McCollum, who played Ducky on the hit show NCIS. And yep. for those who do not know, before, after I got out of anime uh, back in high school, you know, when I was 17... I was big into CSI NCIS. And so that was like a huge moment for me where I'm like, Ducky, stop talking. And I was like, wait, I don't have NCIS on. What the fuck is going on? And then I look over. It's like, Jesus, mother, you have got to be kidding me. Ducky is effing Alfred. That is awesome. Hell yes. And it's funny because I know the uh, the actor who plays uh, Gibbs, uh, Mark Harmon, has been the voice of Superman in a couple of movies. So it's it was just it's one of those like, dang, that's what I like to see. So that was my big thing when it comes to the Batman stuff. I will say um, I don't remember what each one was titled. First one, very janky, did not like whatsoever. That thing was like so weird looking. It just it didn't jive well with me. Uh, the second one was probably my favorite. I, I really, really enjoyed that one a ton. Oh, God, just I'm just rethinking of it. Uh, really cool. And the last one with Deadshot, I thought was really neat. Uh, if and I remember seeing a tweet from Sketch the following day how it looked like Helsing Ultimate. It really did. It really did. Like it, it kind of it took me a little bit. And what I really loved about like that specific like little part that we got was how Batman not only used his no brawn and brains to beat Deadshot, he used fear. Like, he really was, like, holding his head out while they're in the, the uh, turnpike, and, like, it could have hit those uh, uh, structures, and, like, Deadshot was, like, freaking out, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was like, There's no way that when he got hit that first time, it didn't do brain damage. Right, no, definitely <laughs> not, but just, just the fear of that, I'm like, dude, that's actually legit terrifying. I love that about Batman. He doesn't cross the line, but boy, does he get dangerously close. And the fact that you don't know if you're going to be the one that actually breaks him, that's terrifying. That is absolutely scary. And I, I loved doing that. I loved um, I loved seeing uh, his little backstory of when uh, he was learning how to deal with pain with Cassandra. I really, really enjoyed that. And then like, uh, when he defended Cassandra from the bullies and like people who might have killed her, she was like, "You failed, I failed you," and things like that. I was just like, "Man, I hate that shit." She's right, but man, do I hate that shit, and it made me sad. I didn't like that. I actually really didn't like that. That made me really sad seeing that, especially because like that's so relatable. Like with Bruce, like saying how he wanted to overcome his pain 
and how it's very, very difficult to overcome it. And so it's just, it's one of those, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, why is, why is this bringing me down? Why, why did that have well, to happen? She's, she's just expressing that, you know, he's saying that he needs to heal his internal pain, but he clearly went to see her so that he could learn how to combat physical pain. Yeah. And as he shows in the fight, he's getting smacked by, you know, wood and stuff and it's not even phasing him yeah it's like well you kind of learned but you didn't yeah and i can't i can't fix you yeah and that's kind of the thing about you know bruce wayne batman he has a lot of pain and he does what he can to try to you know solve that and it just never works it really doesn't work and i don't think it really can just because like it's you know it's character pain is his is a character trait for him which isn't the best but that's just, you know, that's just how it is, you know. So it, it's one of those kind of things. But no, no, I thought a lot of, like I said, like I may not have really enjoyed the animation for one. Like I thought that the regular civilians looked really, really like off-putting. Batman looked old and fat. And like I love, I did enjoy the, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the shadow Batmans. I thought they were cool. But the actual one, I was just kind of like, uh, that's not Batman. I love this, like the way Batman looked in the second one when he's in the flames with the two detectives. Oh man, like, so cool! Yeah, like first of all, he was jacked. Second of all, like the flames. Production really... IG Batman win. Mm-hmm. It was so good, and then like listening to the detectives too, like their whole you know debate about whether Batman's good or evil, the vigilantes seeing the scarecrow go to that mental facility. And they're like, are we sure this is really the right thing? Then getting caught in that crossfire between the two rival gangs and Batman, like doing Batman things, beating the crap out of everyone. It was the grit of the second, like part of the anthology was so good. It was so good. Like, Oh my word. It was, it was def. I'd probably say that was my favorite. Absolutely. Out of the six. I, I absolutely would say that was my favorite. It was just so freaking good. I would have to say my favorite is the one with Deadshot. That one was my favorite. The last one. Honestly. Well, you missed that. We already talked about it, so boo-hoo. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that that's the best one that I... Uh, I have to say something about that. When Floyd, Deadshot, he's talking to another guy, and he's talking about what he's going to do, and he just casually stabs a hornet with a knife, like, super quick. (laughs) Like... And somebody made a joke about murder hornets, and my commentary is, murder hornets? Don't mind if I do. Boy, you know, first of all, that was a lame joke. And second, Saitama could learn a lesson from him, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Deadshot also looked a lot like the dandy man from Helsing. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. The animation from the last one definitely reminded me of Helsing Ultimate, because I saw you tweet that, and I was just like, yep. Yeah. Yep, 100%. Absolutely. And Especially the other Madhouse short, the uh, which one was that? Uh, In Darkness Dwells looked. Uh, they the uh, eventual people that worked on Redline definitely took notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many studios did work on that? Uh, on this Batman thing? Yeah, the anthology one. Uh, was it multiple? Four. Or was it all the same thing? It was four. So, nice. Studio Four C. Did the first one, Have I Got a Story for You. Production IG did Crossfire. I initially thought that that was Madhouse because it looked a lot like a Madhouse thing. (laughs) And then 
field tra- uh, field test was B Train, and I thought that was a madhouse because Batman looked like uh, Light Yagami from Death Note. Yeah, well, that was the golf one, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he really did. Like, that threw me for a loop when I saw it. I was like, wait, that's Bruce? What that's the Bruce fuck? Wayne? What? Bashonen Batman? What is this nonsense? In that in that instance, I mean, I think, I think of course Kevin Conroy did an excellent performance there, regardless. But they should have gotten like Rhino Romano, who did the Batman for that one. <laughs> but eh, wh- whatever. And then uh, Madhouse did In Darkness Dwells, which is the one when he's down in the sewer fighting Killer Croc. Oh, that was really good. That was a good fight. Yeah, yeah, it was like with yeah. Killer Croc, and he gets like bitten too on his shoulder. Oh, dude, that was sick. Well, and then he says, "I work through pain." Yeah. Oh, that was so good. And, and then, then he stops the Scarecrow. Working through pain. Yeah. yeah, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Yeah, I didn't like that Scarecrow as much, but the fight was cool. Yeah, it was definitely it, cool. It, it was. And then working through pain was another Studio Four C. It didn't look. Uh, by any means like the uh, other one. The first one looked a lot like uh, uh, Masaki Yuasa's mind game. Uh, the very first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not saying it's it's bad or anything. Yeah. It just, it's yeah. not my cup of tea. So. Yeah, I know like that one, the fifth one, was directed by the same guy who uh, directed the Berserk Golden Age films at studio 4c no way uh, yeah really toshiyuki cool. uh kuboka that makes sense and then madhouse also did the dead shot one called dead shot which had the uh, honor <laughs> of being the only short that night that was broken up by a commercial break otherwise toonami was really good about having the breaks after each short not gonna Which lie, I, I was kind of mad when that happened because I'm like, I want to go to bed. Don't do this to me. Yeah, it was Poor a bit obnoxious. <laughs> uh, I'm of... literally screaming at my television, thinking that I had NCIS on. I was not meant for this world. <laughs> Sketch, weren't you the one that said on Twitter that an anime studio should do a, a Batman series? Yes. <laughs> Either yes. production IG or Madhouse, please. Yeah, production IG so too. after seeing the second one. Crossfire, you get caught up in the. <laughs> I think we were we were talking about this last last week though. Was isn't so most of the isn't like all the like well the fifty two ones the one in the the new fifty two uh, universe there. Um, those are all animated in Korea, I think, or something. Are they? Uh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some of the work is done in the U.S., but the uh, overseas work is done in Korea, right. I believe. Man, Korea gets Batman movies, a wonderful Pokemon distribution events. They got everything, man. Oh, my God, you and Pokemon. Jesus Christ. So fun fun things with voice actors. Uh, you got Scott Menville as the kid who helped Batman in that first bit, and he's commonly voiced Robin. Robin, yeah, no, I knew that. So that's that's pretty good. Uh, You have some other uh, Teen Titans in here, like Hinden Walsh was in several of these. Uh, Uh, George Newbern played a lot of characters, and he was Superman in 
uh, Justice League Unlimited. <clears throat> and and Justice League, yeah, both of them. V-Lord, I have to ask. Will Friedel, Batman Beyond, he was in a bunch of these too. Since since you and Sketch didn't didn't answer this, you you need to. Which one of the six was your favorites? Hmm, that's tough. I'd say I'd probably have to go with the Deadshot one. Thank you, V-Lord. I don't know. It looks good. Also, I was double checking on that one. That one was directed by the director of Ninja Scroll. Which oh, makes a lot makes of sense. sense. Yeah. Did he also mm. work on Helsing? I don't think he did. Maybe mm. he did. There's probably somebody in the art department that also worked on Helsing. I would not be surprised. Yeah. A lot of these a lot of these studios have a overlap of talent. And you sketch? Hmm. Yeah, between Crossfire and Deadshot for me. You got to pick one, man. I picked one. Mine's Crossfire. I got to pick one. Got to pick one. Uh, I'm going to go with Deadshot. Yes. Uh, so I see you guys have no taste. I will see yourself oh. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the most uh, interesting one was Working Through Pain. Yes. Oh, yeah, that... Without a doubt. I mean, at I the end there, I'm that. not entirely sure if Batman was holding real guns. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Alfred's like, reach out your hands, sir. I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so many guns. But then again, in Deadshot, you have Bruce Wayne talking about how he can appreciate a firearm. That's a very interesting thing. Yes, I found that interesting. Also, that's the one where we get to see Bruce Wayne's parents die. Again. Yep. It's your oh, weekly death of the Waynes. It's like Peter Parker all over again. Mm. Uncle Ben, not you too. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like the concept of have I got a story for you? Because it's just kids talking about seeing the Batman as this mythical thing and they all have different interpretations. One is like he's a monster. One, he's like a robot, which, by the way, shouldn't Peter Weller have voiced that Batman? <laughs> Robo-Batman? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yes, I made that joke on Twitter the other night, I know. Oh, good, good, very good. No, I said, I said, because the scene where he has all the, what is it, Sons of Batman? Yeah, Sons of Batman, like, they're about to, like, go into the city and start shooting people, and he's like, no. I am the law. <laughs> you will follow me. And I'm like, oh, so Robocop now. Okay. Well, yeah, he is Robocop. He's voiced by Robocop. Yeah, and then and then when, when they're going around the city, like he's acting like Robocop, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. I mean, we can we can do this. I mean, that's fine. Key Porter. And then he Porter. puts on the then he puts on the uh the suit to fight Superman. Just like, all right, he's RoboCop in this one. That's fine. You're RoboCop. Mm. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't ever seen RoboCop, you should go see it. No, you. Good. <laughs> I mean, RoboCop's called classic. So, I mean, to sum up these both weekends, I should say. Um, they have. We need. 
we need more Batman movies. We need more. We need you know, more Tom, DC movies. Was it, was it, no, Sarah said that something about Batman and Toonami going hand in hand. Yes. Well, they, <laughs> like, they did. But Sarah, this is the first Batman thing we've had since Checks Watch 2014. Yeah. <laughs> Which was. Uh, Beware. Beware. Thank you. Yeah. Which so, is a show that more people should appreciate. No, you. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, I think they probably should have aired it earlier in the night than they did, but oh well. They had to burn it off at the end there because they sold the or did something with the rights. Apparently, Warner can still do things with it. It's on HBO Max. Which is interesting, because that and Teen Titans are the only DC animated things on it. I'm not sure the last time you checked HBO Max, Paul, but like all the live-action Batmans are on there now. Well, they must have heard me then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, they did or not. Or it has to do with DC fandom. Well, yeah, it's probably got... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, because my, my subscription felt ran out, but I, I feel like... You know, they should have had a crap load of stuff on there for DC Fandom, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, and there's supposed to be a second part coming up, like, in yeah, September. They, they originally were going to do everything all on the same day, but they decided to break it up so the first one would be focused on the films, and the next one would be focused on the TV series and the animation. And that one's going to happen on the 12th of September, which will be after Comic-Con. Hmm. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, hmm. So, so the, the, I guess we should talk about this. There's a, there's kind of a space. There's some preliminary schedules floating around, which may yeah. or may not be verifiable that suggests that, Tsunami will not be running its regular lineup for the first two weeks of September. Now, if it was just the first one, I'd be like, oh, they're taking Labor Day off. Yeah. That's normal. But two? The following became a hypothetical scenario now that we see other scheduled grids that indicate the regular lineup will be airing on September 5th. That includes the second episode of Assassination Classroom. But where's the fun in cutting out all of this wonderful conversation? So listen to us prattle on about something that didn't actually happen. I mean, it it would make sense for the Labor Day weekend because, I mean, it's Labor Day weekend. Yeah, but if, you know, but if that was the plan, I don't see why they would have started Assassination Classroom when there was still... Uh, half hour of Ballmasters that they could have aired. Well, maybe they, uh, maybe it just like came on their lab and they were just like, oh, oh, uh, we got to start this. playing this immediately. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Sketch, I mean are, we, are we sure that someone didn't hack your computer and get to your the- theoretical schedules and just put two and two together? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm gonna I, tell. I'm gonna say this to listeners right now. Sketch has a lot of free time when it comes to concocting schedules. I am in awe of this man. I don't really. <laughs> but yet he makes the schedules of his own accord, and they are extensive. And honestly, something that I think he should do like an article every year, once a year of just. I I, I think just once a year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like you kind of <laughs> go through your whole thing of like starting off from. 
the beginning, like, and how you would end the year kind of thing. I think it would be, honestly, a really funny thing to just do every but year. But, I mean, we usually do, like, a prediction podcast at the beginning. But I'm not saying this is predictions. This is, this is like, Bizarro World. Sketches Jason DeMarco, <laughs> where he makes his Tudani <laughs> schedule. We're putting the this sketch to, prophecies. Like, we're putting this to good use. Because I, like, seriously, like, he has Excel sheets on Excel sheets of his, like, made-up schedules, and I think they're super interesting. I really do. So, I'm also putting out this theory that someone got a hold of Sketch's schedules and are taking it as gospel because it is it is Sketch. Well, I didn't call for this. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I didn't have Assassination Classroom on any of my drafts, so... <laughs> At least not recently. Something I think was... the last time I had Assassination Classroom on one of my drafts was like four years ago. <laughs> Something lost in translation. They probably meant to put La Blue Girl. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, yes. They were uh, reading from Durrell's notes. <laughs> True artistry. Uh, you know, I give these schedules over to Durrell and he's like, all right, I only have one note. More La Blue Girl. You know what V-Lord's note is, since it was in Weekly Shonen Jump? Get Yuna. Yuki Yuna in the Haunted Springs. It's art. Fight him. Uh, has to be dead I, I, I wouldn't want the anime on there. I didn't dislike the anime. It's that, not terrible. That's but not what not, we're arguing about here. prime quality. <laughs> uh, that is true. It could have been better. Let's just put it that way. If It was, it more... was at least aesthetically pleasing. If it was more than 12 episodes, I think it would have been fine. But definitely they definitely didn't, didn't get do to the deep plot. The did... very deep plot. They didn't really get to do much with the story, I'll say that much. And V-Lord says the story's really good. It is, I swear. Don't judge me. <laughs> uh, don't look into it. <laughs> but yeah, no, as Paul yeah. was saying, there is an interesting little rumor floating around. What's going to happen this September? Boy, I, I hope they don't just repeat the same Batman movies. Yeah, Better give idea. us like Batman Ninja or something. Yes. Ooh, that would be cool. Better idea. Better idea. We make a new anime. Hmm? Hmm? That's what you, you can't make an anime in a day. Tell that to Japan. Hey, oh. Even they can't do that. Oh, but they sure as hell try, don't they? They no, sure sometimes. as hell try. You can almost make an episode of South Park in a day. <laughs> oh, I know. Almost. Especially after what happened in 2016, where they had to redo an episode in three days. Yeah. Well, they're, they're very, uh, their process is very efficient in that regard. I, I but mean, yeah, if, if there were to be more DC movie nights, I certainly hope that it isn't just going to be Batman because there's lots no. of others. Like what? Isn't Name me three heroes. Name you three heroes? Three yeah. heroes? All I know is Batman Superman. and Superman. Superman? <laughs> I mean, I Wonder could just... Wonder Woman? There's a great animated Wonder Woman movie. I mean, we could uh, just... There's a great Green Lantern animated movie, which is honestly training day Green Lantern. Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. What about Spider-Man and Wolverine? That's... It's, it's Marvel. Ah, the better <laughs> there, one. <laughs> there, there, there isn't actually an animated Spider-Man movie, except for Spider-Verse, of course, but like not a directed TV one. <clears throat> to be honest, I think DC TV. does better with the animated. Uh, well, they do. I think absolutely they do. Take notes, Marvel. Uh, okay, so 
So let me get my two cents in here. No. Um, <laughs> I Paul think wants it, Justice League War. I do. I do. And then they could play um, have Justice League Doom because it's a Justice uh, League uh, cartoon reunion. Yeah, I mean they could they could do that. They could. Oh, you know what they should do? TMNT um, versus Batman. No. The one the, that the with movie, Batman Ninja, it would be perfect. <laughs> well, they they probably should play Batman Ninja, but they they should also play um, the Justice League movie that came out recently, where they went into the future, or what was it uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five? Yeah, I think? I think that would be good. That's because, another one that's a yeah Justice League cartoon reunion. So that one, but I also think like if they did do Justice League War, they should do. They could, they should do that, but then they should also do the, um, the Batman movie. Uh, I can't think of what the name of it was, but it's in this, it's in the same fifty-two universe where, it's like Batman, um, Robin, Batwoman, Robin. and Batwing. I can't remember what the name of that movie was though, for the life of me. Uh, was it Batman versus Robin? Or no, I think it was no, the one it was after the- that. Yeah, no, no, no. It wasn't Batman versus Robin. Though yeah, they, oh, you know what? That, that one. That? Wait a minute. Was I think the next one was where he gets introduced to his son, and I can't remember what the name of that was. It wasn't Batman versus Robin. Um, God, what the hell is the name of that one? But they should play that one too, where they introduce Damian Wayne because I think that would be a good one. Um, there's a lot of movies they could play. I mean, if they're playing. This is going to be another two weeks of Batman films, which is going to piss off a lot of anime fans again. Does it have to be movies? Well, there was Son of Batman. Does it have to was be movies? Like they couldn't, you couldn't think of like maybe like OVAs or. Well, maybe... these are all OVAs. Yeah, well, basically. You know what I mean, though. Like, does it have to necessarily be featured films? Oh, Batman Bad Blood is the one I think you're thinking of. Is it Bad Blood? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe that was the. Yeah, that's that's the one with uh, Batwoman and Batwing. Yeah, because I think that's oh okay, Batman Bad Blood. So I wouldn't play that before playing the other ones in that line. No, I would. So I think it would have to be Justice League War just to kind of introduce that Batman. The and next that, one after that is Throne of Atlantis, isn't it? Yes, it's Throne of Atlantis, and then there's the Batman, the that first Batman standalone film that's animated. I think that's Son of Batman. Yeah, it is Son of Batman. You're right. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they should. They have a lot to pick from, so I'm I'm kind of hoping that they they bring some stuff in. I mean, CJ's right. They could. Who who the hell knows? Somehow they pull out of their ass the old. Just Justice don't play cartoon. Killing Joke. Just don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is Adult Swim. Yeah, but do we really want Killing Joke? I don't even know what this is, and now I do. <laughs> might be cool to do death of superman and reign of superman oh that that would be really good i like those films i've never i haven't seen it this i'm so new to like dc animated things i just know that they're decent i mean it's not anime so i have no fucking clue what you got well there, there's there's a lot there's, of them there's, there's like a reason 40 or more there's a reason they say that dc does two things well live action tv shows and, and animated films <laughs> an animated film not not movies because they don't well i mean with the exception of aquaman and wonder woman like there's nothing really else that they've done really well at what's this about point. shazam hey uh, i mean shazam 
Shazam was decent, but it wasn't like it wasn't like Wonder Woman. It wasn't Okay. I'm honestly. Well, I mean, Wonder in, Woman's like, the high bar. I just, yeah. I'm more interested, honestly, in animation stuff, and I just, I haven't seen. It's not anime, so I just haven't really looked for it, you know. Well, maybe you should now. No, I have other things I need to do, like edit. Well, then uh, you know what? I'm gonna send you my Voodoo access, and now not you're to overdo to... it on Batman things, but I do think Under the Red Hood is worth playing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And All Star Superman, that was good. Yeah, we could list a bunch of them. Let's, but let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just hope that if they do, no kidding, two more DC film nights, that I, I hope it's not just more Batman, and I really hope it's not just the same movies. But I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe played a new one first, and then re-ran one of these Batman movies. Like, they could probably uh, rerun Year One and Gotham Knight in the later slots. Uh, I mean, it I, does I don't... make me wonder how much they actually paid for these movies. I don't think yeah, they paid anything. That's a head-scratcher, because... I don't think they paid anything. All these years, Jason said that they've been way out of their price range, yeah. and we, we know it's a case that other channels were willing to pay to play these movies like sci-fi. So I don't know. <laughs> it I, may be the case that the due to wanting to promote DC fandom, Warner was like, all right, you can play these old movies. Yeah. That's what I think. They, I mean, they're all pretty old at this point. Yeah. Once yeah it did the, air. At least for this past weekend, the anthology thing was done in 2008, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, it aired on Cartoon Network the week after Toonami was canceled. Oh, you know, you got to be shitting me. Really? Yeah. I remember yeah. watching it, too. It totally should have had Toonami bumps. <laughs> Action Flicks was just Toonami, but not in name. They even had Naruto after it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yup. Fully. So, painful memories. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I agree. I don't think they... If they paid anything at all for for these Batman films. They just wanted to advertise to say that they definitely didn't pay anything, but right. Maybe they gave them $5. I doubt they're ever going to (laughs) say, I bet you they paid $5 and gave them a nice handshake. When Doulis and I were watching the intro, he thought he saw Tom do some new animation. Anybody else notice that? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to be real with you. I haven't paid attention to that in years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's a caboose question well caboose there are some people that corner. pay only attention to the bumps and let me tell you something <laughs> there is a life outside of Toonami it is okay I swear to god like it's okay I swear it's okay Wait, I'm, see, I'm obsessed Jay, with what stuff what are you talking about Toonami is the only thing that matters like okay Toonami's good Toonami's important I love Toonami I'm glad Toonami was around I'm glad it came back I love you Toonami Tom Sarah you're the best caring about those things is a little obsessive just just a tad i am sorry if this offends you that's a little obsessive i'm gonna sit over here and obsess (laughs) over stats and like numbers and and things and pokemon everybody that's that's kind of the gist of what i'm saying like i am obsessed with pokemon but you better believe that i'm not like wait did they just add something like, like something innocuous? Like I'm not gonna 
really care about that. <laughs> That's a lie, but okay. No, <laughs> no. Throwing down the fire. No, no. It's just like, oh my god. I just like. Anyways, I don't know. It's just anyways, that's a little much. Tell Duelist we love him. People anyways. need to chill about things. I don't know. I was gonna yeah. check, uh, compare the openings because I wasn't actually looking at the screen at the time, well, so you, I don't know. I mean, keep in mind too, sketch that State Farm sponsored it, and yeah, Chevy oh, yeah. sponsored Jake it as well. From State Farm, There's lots of sponsorship pumps. So, <laughs> also regarding promotion within this i'm glad they played the assassination classroom promo which by the way i thought was pretty good yeah no that wasn't uh, bad they uh they're still promoting dc fandom as it was you know kind of wrapping up for the day <laughs> like it's kind of weird to be promoting this thing that's technically still streaming but well eh, whatever and now we know there's going to be another day but they didn't even say that they didn't well, say that there was going to be another one. Maybe they it didn't was, know. It was, it's supposed to be free for 24 hours, so that's probably why they were doing it. Um, but also <laughs> keep in Fair mind enough. keep in mind that they, um, I think you can watch it even after the first, even after the 24 hours, but it's not going to, it's going to cost you money apparently. So, uh, um, Yeah, because I didn't see like any of that. I was working the whole day. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly think that they probably <laughs> – all these they probably they i'm thinking they didn't pay for it up front so to speak but i'm sure they probably got a cut of whatever they made off of commercials and whatnot uh playing those so mm. i wouldn't be surprised if if that's involved you know what i mean yeah it'd be a decent trade speaking of commercials anybody else knows how many marvel things were promoted during this <laughs> Yeah, wasn't Avengers on there? The, the, yeah, the, the Avengers game had yeah. a lot of ad time, and the New Mutants movie had a lot of ad time. Hey, back to back. My plan worked. It's like, gee, there sure is a lot of Marvel stuff being promoted during this DC night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they're willing to pay, what? <laughs> sure, we'll take your money, Disney. <laughs> what could go wrong? Why not? I'll tell you what could go wrong. That Avengers game can only allow you to play Spider-Man on PlayStation. That's what you can go wrong. Ooh. Ooh, that hurts. Uh-uh. I'm not happy about it. That <laughs> hurts, Sketch. Pretty, I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for pretty that. Messed, pretty messed up. I hate you. <laughs> so yeah. it'll, it'll, be, it'll be very interesting to see if we get some more DC stuff coming from you know all of this but but paul what about my anime block uh no (laughs) you get it this week savor it (laughs) yeah because it might change real quick oh boy will it ever i mean i'm gonna be honest with you i mean we don't know what exactly they're gonna get if anything for the rest of the year so why not drag stuff out for as long as they possibly can. I mean, I see no problem with that. No, I don't see any problem with that. And by the way, it mixes things up. I like when Toonami mixes things up and doesn't just does the goddamn same thing every fucking goddamn week. Change it up. Guess what? Oh no, they they spring some more movies on us. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you know, I'm seeing people be like, oh, they're doing this to 
have a delay tactic. Like, let me tell you what would happen if they actually ran out of episodes of Black Clover. They'd play a rerun. That's it. <laughs> They'd Probably. play a rerun for a while. It's Probably. not that complicated. I think I think the biggest. Uh, but my animu. The one the one the one comment that still kills me that I saw on Twitter and I had to respond to was. Uh, what did he say? He's like, this is the first time that I'm not going to watch Toonami because it's not anime. And I'm just like, dude, you need to look outside of anime and broaden your horizons because you're missing some good stuff. No, you. Yeah, so. I mean, these films are some of the best stuff that's been on Toonami this year. Paul, I mean, Paul, Paul, I have an idea. I have an yeah. idea. After this review, write, write me something about some of the good DC animation that you'd want to see on the block. No, you. Well, I, I, I have no information <laughs> or background, so I, I, I would, but I, I can't. No, you. Yeah, you do it, Paul. Do it. <laughs> well, fuck both of you. <laughs> I just sent you another review while we were doing this podcast, so there you go. Wait. Because you reminded me. Wait, this, the <laughs> one that I worked on this morning? No, well, yeah, I sent that back, but then a different one. Oh, there's another? Oh, okay, cool. I forgot about it that I wrote back in July, so there you go. Oh, God. <laughs> well, at any rate, what the yeah. past month has definitely shown us is that Toonami can still surprise us. Yes. I like surprises. I do. You can never go wrong with a surprise. Batman movies, nice surprise. Assassination Classroom, very nice surprise. Although yes. there is one surprise that fans just will never let go. When One Piece got canceled? No. No, when Toonami got canceled. Oh, <laughs> that was a very bad surprise. Yeah. <laughs> not a good one, no. And no to this day, they will one. never be able to live it down. Uh, and people still <laughs> live in fear. That's what you gotta watch. It's like, the, uh, it's like the Simpsons meme with that kid. <laughs> I'm in danger. I mean, I mean I'll be honest of, with uh, you. gotta watch. Yeah, the, that first Batman night, it did well. Oh, yeah, did it did. Did well, top top five cable premieres. No fucking way, Pog. Dang. And that since it's the average of the whole night, basically the whole night did about as well as Dragon Ball Super normally does. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's Batman. So. Yeah. If they had done this like a year or two ago, they probably could have gotten some very high ratings. You know what they say, Sketch? Toonami makes money. Well, they definitely do. made some money this week if it wasn't like a, <laughs> a State Farm money thing. <laughs> I mean, so maybe they will play Jake from State Farm. <laughs> yeah, maybe they will play some more Batman movies in that case. Jesus, I mean, Year One did trend, so I mean, there's that. Yeah. Uh, did anything? I mean, Batman yeah. was trending like the whole night, but right. So I think it got was that kind of new game that was announced. Which was called Gotham Knights. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Makes it a little difficult to trend Gotham Knight. That extra S ruins everything. Uh, the S ruins everything. Superman's like, it's not an S. <laughs> uh, modern Superman. Just modern film Superman, I should say. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. See that Snyder Cut trailer? <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's something. Also, that Batman trailer 
very very moody. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are, uh, are we are we good? I think, so, yeah. But, yeah, I think, I think, we I think we're good. Oh, but I because at least two of these Batman were on Toonami at some point. I do want to mention that during DC fandom, they had this nice little animated skit where they had various Batman reprise their roles. So they had uh, Kevin Conroy as TSA Batman. You had Will Friedel as Batman Beyond. You had, <clears throat> I believe it was Troy Baker as Lego Batman in this case. Lego Batman hasn't had a consistent voice per se. It certainly wasn't Will Arnett. <laughs> and uh, uh, from the Brave and the Bold, Diedrich Bader, who I think is a great Batman. He's also Batman in the Harley Quinn show. Uh, so they were having a nice little skit conversing about how it's weird how they're all interacting. And also they talk about masks and how Batman's cowl is not effective at protecting from corona and other viruses and batman beyond's all like my mask is the only one that actually is useful in that regard and the rest of you need to wear a proper mask well that's funny but at the same time batman beyond's mouth is visible and i've seen all these images of batman beyond when he's like smiling and you can see his teeth so no terry your mask is any isn't any better than the rest of them I mean, it covers your nose. That's pretty good. Yeah, Terry. <laughs> yeah, Terry. Screw you, Terry. Think you're Batman. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm all set. My switch died, so I'm, I'm I need to charge it and go to bed. I'm not even I'm not even joking. <laughs> your switch died. Well, it was at like thirteen percent, and I don't want to risk like it shutting down. So I'm like, yeah, I was on it since eight yeah. eight p.m. So I mean. Yeah. Hey, don't be a jerk. Don't leave your switch to go to sleep when you're on somebody's island or someone's on your island on Animal Crossing because then you get a hard boot out and all that progress is deleted. I haven't touched that game in weeks. My poor village. I haven't either. I'm kind of scared to go back now. Can't, you can't go back. They hate you. They hate us. We can't go back, Sketch. I can, but, You've been but banished. I, I don't... I don't I don't want Horns being Whitney and Lily to hate me. What do you mean, Whitney? She's on my island. What are you talking about? She's on my island, too. You d take that back right now. Well, not. Don't, don't lie. Do you She's... know who else is on my island? She's not an Tom island Nook. whore. She's not an Tom island Nook's... whore. Well, Tom Nook is an awful, awful human being. So, <laughs> I can right. accept speaking, that. Speaking about getting out of here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do the thing. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what the fuck just happened. Anyways, um, so you can email us, pop, uh, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, if you have any feedback or you just want to tell us about a podcast you, you listen to. Them to email you. No, no, I wasn't going there. Not yet, yeah. at least. Yeah, you did. No, I have a part coming, so don't worry. I'll tell them then. But anyways, uh, it's not like I'm trying to hunt for Pokemon. So anyways. Um, Hell yeah. So you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. And on Twitter, you can follow us there at Tsunami Podcast. Uh, you can pretty much hear us on every single podcast app, but the most important ones are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, 
And of course, you can uh, hear us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. And you can hear every single episode there um, as well. So uh, if you have a podcast app and you want to hear you want to hear more of us, that's what you got to do is find us. So there you go. And um, yeah, so we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Tsunami Faithful. If you guys can contribute, please do contribute there. And uh, it will be appreciated. So uh, let's get on out of here. I guess we'll start with CJ. Where can we find you? Uh, it's so funny. I normally would be like, oh, you can find me on Twitter. The funniest thing is that I've been on Twitter, but barely been tweeting. I've just been like, oh, that's happened. That's happened. Oh, and I didn't realize it till much later. I was like, oh, that's not a good sign. People probably have been wondering where I'm at. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at CJ Maffris. Um, if you have my friend code on Switch, you'll find me in the Galar region, you know, breeding eggs, trying to get Chinese, getting ready for the new season of competitive play. Uh, and I am actually taking, like, I may joke with them about it, but I am taking it very seriously. So hopefully uh, next year when tournaments are back up again, I will be able to enter them. And you might see me do stuff for that over there but yeah you can see me do there i do have a review uh in you know the draft phases that should be up on tsunami faithful i think i have an article editorial and idea that i'm hoping to get out this week as we're recording it uh, i don't know if it'll be out in time when it comes out but we'll see uh for this week as well and you can find all my stuff at tsunamifaithful.com because that's really all i do so there's that and if you have shinies feel free to send them my way oh jesus christ and uh, V-Lord, where can they find you? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. And I also host two podcasts of my own, the Demon Slayer podcast and the Dumb Weebs podcast. Those can be found on Twitter at Podcast and Dumb Weebs Pod, respectively. And those are streaming on basically every podcast streaming platform, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So go look at them and subscribe and enjoy them. But I also write quite a few manga and light novel reviews, and you can find those over at all-comic.com. And I also occasionally write for Tanami Faithful itself on TanamiFaithful.com. So go check out my writing on both of those. All right. And uh, Sketch, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And Paul, where can they find you? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Paul Biscrillo. They can email me, paulbiscrillo at tsunamifaithful.com. And if you're on the Tsunami Faithful Discord, you can just at Paul Biscrillo as well. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. And that's it for us. Peace. Bro. I am the bat. you mean i am vengeance (laughs) thank god i'm still recording (laughs) honey come back to bed